Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto. And I'm Deb McCollum. And thank you, as always, for joining us again today. Um, actually, we're actually recording two podcasts today. So this is the first mm-hmm. one, a little mm-hmm. doubleheader today. And then later we'll be joined by the guys from Hyper, Th- Hyper Thrive Athletics, which I'm really looking forward to because um, those guys are just, you can just tell they're really passionate about what they do and yeah. um, are having a huge impact on the athletes in this community. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. That will come out next week. Um, after this one and then uh but yeah anyways what's well, going on well that will be the first time we will have five people on the mics that's yes gonna there's be gonna be crazy. five people in here so unfortunately uh deb and i will have to share a mic that's gonna no we're gonna, it's gonna there's gonna be a throw down there we're gonna probably. fight over it yeah probably <laughs> if you just hear our mic get unplugged at some point that means one of us just got irritated with the other it's like yes. you know what i'm done yeah just walk out <laughs> <laughs> we only we need a fifth mic that's what it is we do need we four I, mics. honestly right now our setup i don't think i can add a fifth mic Oh, we'd have to to buy some new equipment. So if anybody That's wants to true. donate to the podcast, is there something like a splitter? Is there like a, is there something called like a three prong splitter? I don't think so. <laughs> I think I think honestly, I don't know the ins and outs and the technical aspects of this thing, but I think we're already pushing it with four. Oh my gosh! But it works. It works. It does. I think the Dante and Todd Sullivan, oh, uh, Dante yeah, yeah. Morris and Todd Sullivan episode. That one was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think it messes with like the volume and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. It, like I said, it's technical, like in the weeds stuff that no one cares about. Right. No one so. cares. No one cares but us. No. Oh. That's just because of our, uh, <laughs> we have certain expectations of ourselves. Oh, that was good. Thank you. That's a good segue, Josh. Thank so you. Thank you. Thank you. That, what are we talking about today? That we are going to, t- <laughs> we're going to talk about expectations today. That was a good segue. Thank um, you. So Josh and I were, you know, we we're just trying to, we were earlier, we were trying to think of a, um, a topic that we could talk about without a guest and we've touched on a lot of different topics like um we gosh i had to like write down a list because there's been so many um i mean there's been buy-in self-worth team building injury setting the tone failure criticism loyalty i mean it, we've done a lot but we haven't really at least focused in on expectations in terms of athlete um like just as a person expectation um athlete to coach expectation, coaches expect team expectations. And, um, I know that we want to talk about a little bit of self, well, I don't know if self is the right word, but entitlement mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of, um, today's youth. And even when we were younger, I mean, I think there's always been the generations, you know, change, but there's always been a sense of some type of entitlement within athletes and within the team system. So, yeah, I think it's easy. It can happen. I, I don't even think it's just uh, youth athletes. I think it's just, it can really be anybody. Anyone, yeah. And That's I think for sure. we've, we talked a lot about social media in the past, but I think social media can play a part of that yeah. uh, because we love uh, posting about our about ourselves and things that we're mm-hmm. doing. And we love yep. watching the retweets, the likes, the shares all mm-hmm. go up on stuff that we yeah. do. And then I think in our minds, it creates something of, uh, yeah, of an entitlement or... Mm-hmm. Um, it just creates a weird, uh, kind of a weird thing, I think, inside of our minds yeah. about, hey, what I'm saying must be really important because everybody's, you know, sharing it. Yeah. And not not necessarily, but right. I think, you know, especially in the sports world, because a lot of, 
excuse me, a lot of times like you have <clears throat> sites like Max Press, which we love. Yeah. And you, you know, coaches submit their their player stats and all of that. But then you start to focus on the stats more and then it becomes, you know, it can become a selfish thing. Not always, but it can be. Right. And then you want to put out your huddle highlight films yeah. and then show, you know, right. what a great game you had. Mm-hmm. And it's it's easy to understand, like in sports, how um, your ego can get involved mm-hmm. and how entitlement can get involved. And, um, yeah. you know, it's great to have really high expectations of yourself. But mm-hmm. I think if if those expectations, um, I don't know. Start ex- if it becomes if it's not expectations and it becomes, I guess entitlement. Like if it becomes yeah. an entitlement, it's like, well, you should. I have this high expectation of myself, and you should see me as this great mm. thing or this great person. It, right. it kind of it's kind of a weird thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, and just um, like you said, you know, when you're on social media and when you put something out there, and it's just like, oh, you know, everyone, I want everyone to like or comment on this. Um, I was telling Josh earlier about. Um, there's a video and um, I don't even know what it's called. You can find it on YouTube or you can just Google it. But the um, one of the founders or co-founders of Facebook was being interviewed and um, he was even saying how, I don't know if he necessarily said he regrets creating it or, or helping create it, but he said something in terms of like, it's not good just because um, of all, uh, th- Social media, he said it was not created, it was not intended to be creative, f- created for bad, like for bullying or for, um, you know, some, uh, there was this one story he was saying where someone posted something on Facebook and then it was like a fake threat or something and then it created a riot and then it's just, you know, he he was saying how there's studies where, you, and this is true, obviously, if you think about it, it's like, well, duh, when you post something, and then there's the like or the love or the comment. It it's it's a feel good. Like that right. dopamine gets released to your brain and it's, you know, and then you want more and more and more and you want more people to like and follow you because then it starts being, Oh, people like me and it becomes all about you. And we're people, we are selfish in nature. Right. 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 And so that's the easy thing for us to do. So, um so for um so anyway, so he was saying how he just does not like social media at all anymore because it's so consuming and it's so addicting and people, um, you know, just want attention. Right. You know, which is true to some part. Like I'm even guilty of, I mean, it does. It's like, oh, I'm getting, we're getting all these likes or I'm getting likes and it does. It's a feel good dopamine. So I think today's generation or maybe we can even not even say, you know, anybody in general. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Their ego like can post for, you know, selfish reasons. Well, and then we were talking about, we're like, yeah, if you post something and, uh, you know, what, you know, this is what I ate today. Yeah. You get some likes or comments, but at the end of the day, everyone goes back to their own day in their own world and their own families and they don't care. Right. You know, like it sounds harsh or whatever, like even, you know, okay. So, you know, you post, you know, a picture video about your sweet, sweet baby girl, which is, she's so cute. But then at the end of the day, I'm biased, but yeah, yeah. 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 At the end of the day, even like me, like, like I'll like it and, you know, I'll ask you about her, but at the end of the day, I go back to my own world. Right. And so I think people get a little, they get consuming of what they're, we know what they're posting and they think that everyone is always thinking about them and always, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So that's where the, I think entitlement and, the expectation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's weird, right? Because it's I, I've been as we were talking about it. I'm trying to 
um, articulate clearly like what we're trying to talk about. Right. But you have expectations of yourself. So yeah. as an athlete, as a coach, you have high expectations for yourself, which is awesome. Yeah. The, we all, sometimes we also have expectations of how others should treat us or how others should see us or how others should follow our social media content. Mm. So it's like it's the same word which yep. is weird, yeah. but it's two very different things, I think. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I think one is expectations of yourself. You know, like, like I hold a, a certain standard for my life, so I, I'm trying to meet that expectation. Then it's like, hey, I expect certain things from other people. Mm. And those are, like what you expect from others versus what you expect from yourself are two different things. And I think sometimes if we're not careful, what we expect for others or how we expect them to inter- or react to what we do can become a, an entitlement or a selfish mm-hmm. thing. And I do think that, you know, like you were talking about in social media, it's probably the most prevalent. Well, and I think, uh, wasn't it recently there was something with Instagram saying that they're, well, first of all, they did away. So when you click the, um, the following, like, you know, like the, wherever the heart is, yeah, uh, where you see like your likes and your mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you click on that and at the top it shows like all the activity for your own account and then it shows the following button oh, yeah, and it yeah. shows the activity for others like what other people have liked yeah. they've done away with that tab they did yeah so if you check right now for instagram for instagram like oh. i wish i could remember so okay, the heart yeah i'm on my phone right now see it's not there heart. anymore oh it's not so at the top it used to have i can't remember what the Ew. wording was but it was like no yeah f- um f- i know following was the one where you could see everybody like what they've liked it said like you and then like yes following. You, you, you and following and following so they did away with oh, the that's following crazy. i didn't know that and i think at some point they're they're wanting to do away with huh. seeing how many likes a picture has gotten so i think internally you can oh, see wow. how many times your your picture was liked but, not. but like the outside world can't see oh this picture has been liked you know wow. 3000 times and i think the reason they di- and i haven't really looked into it but i think the reason they did that was because of this unhealthy mindset and mentality it creates for people because yeah. It, and you, like you said, we're guilty of it too. Like we'll just be completely honest. Mm-hmm. Like, there's times where we post something that you know we post a picture of, of one of our guests that we have at the podcast, or we post one of our episodes on Instagram, and it, it gets you know it doesn't do that great as far as likes. And we're yeah. kind of like, what the heck happened here? Like this yeah. is a great episode. No one right. cares, right. and it makes us feel a certain way. Right. But at the end of the day, we're kind of like, okay, well we're just gonna, I guess we just need to work harder and figure out a new way to do it. Right. There's other people that, I mean. Is crazy. I don't. Make, I'm not gonna make fun of this, but it's okay. Go ahead. No, no, I can't. <laughs> but as, as weird as it sounds, it's, it's the reality that it really bums some people out. Mm-hmm. Like if if they post a picture and they get oh, totally. 20 likes, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, but I thought it was gonna get so much more. And I mean, oh, yeah. it, it really does them, them to them mentally. And I think that's why they wanted to make that change. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think for us, it just it does something to our minds when we don't mm-hmm. get the reaction that we expect. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's an expectation. Yeah. Um. And it's, it's just a very strange thing. That's crazy. You know, so, yeah. But anyways, they're, they're, I think they're doing away with that. I did not know that. Yeah. That is crazy that you pointed that out. Well, and it's funny because I'm, I'm very, my social media, I'm Instagram heavy. I don't, like, I have Facebook. I have Snapchat. I have, I think that's it, actually. Oh, speaking <laughs> but of. But I don't. Speaking of. Which, oh, speaking of. Oh. Do we tell them? Do we tell them later? I, no, I haven't tell, logged on yet. Okay. I haven't yeah. done anything with it yet. Okay. So. Oh, go ahead. I don't know how we approach this. I'm just approach us with um, humility and as much humbleness as I can. <laughs> Yay. I So the more I was thinking, again, maybe it's because like I, what I just said about wanting to get more uh, attention for our podcast. Mm. I thought, you know what? Uh, maybe we should give Snapchat a try again. Yes. So I, <laughs> I, found, I dug deep into my email <laughs> archives and I found um, 
the account and then I found I reset the password and I sent it to Deb. Anyways, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. You wanted to say that as quickly as possible. I'm not proud of this, but I have I am I have not logged on and done anything yet, but I have the account. Snapchat character combine, it is going down. Yeah, I, I well, want to say it's sports character. Oh, sports character. Okay. I think it's similar to our um, like Twitter Twitter handle. Okay. I can't remember. We have to we'll we'll okay. post it, but yeah, anyways, I broke. We'll figure something and, out. Um, mm. Yeah. We'll figure something out. We'll see how it goes. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Josh is like, uh. I'm just going to say this. I couldn't believe when he sent you, when you texted that to me, I was like, Yesterday. what? Yeah, yeah. What? Which makes me, makes me feel good because I don't, I like to think that Deb did not break me. <laughs> I like to think it was just like my research. His idea. Like, yeah. Okay. It was my, my idea the whole time. I humbly thank you. <laughs> it's probably for, not true. For letting me do that. But yeah, so anyways, um, I just wanted to let everybody know that. We do have, so if you love Snapchat, good for you. <laughs> and we have one. I, I still hate Snapchat. Even when I, when I logged in yesterday, I'm like, oh, that's right. I remember why I hate this. <laughs> so anyways, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt oh, your point, but um, you have all of those yes. social media okay. platforms. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, why was I talking about that? Um, squirrel. That's our, squirrel. That's, that's what we the Snapchat know. squirrel. Yeah. Squirrel. No. And no, I'm I'm very Instagram heavy, and I didn't even um, I had I didn't even oh I didn't start you know the the you and the following section of how you can see obviously who likes your stuff, but the what other people are doing. I don't think I even saw that until like a year ago <laughs> like recently i had no idea i didn't even yeah. know that tab was there um and that I was i still have to look well, stuff up like when we post stuff on stories yeah. and i see people do these creative stories i'm uh -huh. like how do you how do you add this thing like i, I still yeah. have to look it up all the time oh, and totally. we use i mean we we don't use it the most for mm. character combine and what we do but we use it pretty consistently mm. and there's still times i'm like i don't know oh, yeah no. i have to look it up you have to and google how to yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's crazy yeah there's a lot to it well um and, uh, you know, posting on story, you know, how people can, you know, click the link or no, so the swipe up feature. I've been like, how do I, you know, where, where can, where can I get that? But I get like, I Googled it and I guess you have to have so many followers or something. You have to have, my phone keeps going off. Um, um, and so anyway, so that, but yeah, I'm still constantly figuring out how to, yeah. How to do all that yeah. stuff. But yeah, but the following thing I thought was weird. Like I... I would I would click on the following and what people liked and I'm like this is weird I don't even it did it becomes consuming because right. you're scrolling and you're trying to like oh let me see if I can find someone if they you know what I'm saying it's, it right. becomes well it is a weird thing because and I don't know if people do this because I I, yeah. I never I knew it was there but I didn't really I guess I didn't really care that much mm. um, and so but I guess someone could say it's okay man I only got 15 likes on this picture yeah. or I got 30 likes on this picture and they're bummed out about it, and then they go to the following page. And they see, man, but look at this person. They got this many likes or this person got, you know, is following this person. And it becomes a thing because like, when you really think about it and step back and think about it, it doesn't really matter. No. It shouldn't matter. No. But the reality is it does. Like yeah. to some people, it really does matter. Right. And again, it's like a, it's it's the, this expectation that you have of, um, well, I'm putting this stuff out there and I expect people to follow me. And if they don't, mm -hmm. then I'm going to feel bad about myself or right? maybe what I'm putting right. out there is not good enough but you put way too much um emphasis on what's on the post and it, it right. seems kind of kind of crazy but like I said people I mean people really do care and it can really put people in a bad mindset uh-huh which is strange but right well not to not to connect I mean we could easily connect this episode with self-worth but not to connect it too much but like that's when people start yeah internalizing like yeah. oh my gosh like I'm not 
you know, I'm not cool enough or I'm not worthy enough or I'm not right. like no one's liking, no one's following me, which is insane because if you think about it, so, okay, here's our rabbit hole classic, right? But so when Josh, Josh and I are the same age. So when we, we were talking earlier, she's when, a little bit older. Oh, did, excuse you. <laughs> My birthday is coming up. So just, oh. I, I, need, right. I need some AirPods, Josh. So just for that. <laughs> if anybody heard that, someone give her some AirPods. <laughs> AirPods. Some AirPods. <laughs> Never mind. AirPods. They're amazing. AirPods. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't have them. They're, they look weird to me. Okay, they do. They look. You know, they remind me of Bluetooth. Like when yeah. when when you used to have. Do people still have Bluetooth like headsets? I don't know, but I and uh, no, no disrespect to anybody who did that, but it always. Here's my thing. Here's another rabbit hole. This is gonna get us in trouble if we lose followers. I'm sorry, yeah. but it was. It always seemed kind of like a douchey thing. When <laughs> it's like, because the idea of it is hands free. Yeah. When I see some dude at Starbucks with both hands mm. free. <laughs> Hey man, you don't need that. Well, well, use people phone, need homie. people need to use their hands to talk though. That's so it is. Yeah, like I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of that. I'm actually, have... <laughs> I'm actually speaking. Um, so later today, I'm speaking to Cass's football team. Oh, okay. Coach, Coach Horner. Yeah. And they have a playoff game this upcoming Friday night, oh. so November fifteenth. And that's something I had to when I'm preparing. I have to be aware of because I do speak with my hands. Well, you know, it's funny when we look at pictures of the podcast. Yeah. Like, like the GoPro pictures I take during oh. the podcast, my hands are, are always like up like this, like this. Your hands are doing something. Yeah. So I right? I get that for sure. However. <laughs> don't do that with the Bluetooth thing anymore. Don't do that with Bluetooth. I don't see it as much anymore. But it, it yeah. and it's it's frustrating too because when their when their Bluetooth ear is not facing you, oh, and, and you you think they're talking, they're uh-huh. like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, it's like, "Well, I thought you were talking to me because you were not holding right. a phone." Right. Okay. Not my fault. Well, anyways, that's a that was like three rabbit trails. That, okay. Well, I'm still going <laughs> off that rabbit trail. Okay, so continue. with the AirPods, yeah. No, they're um, they do. They look like Bluetooth, and it looks douchey. And especially, yeah. I can't stand this when someone. And I'm kind of referring to more my students because they all have AirPods or most of them do when they only have one in. And so I see the side that they don't have one in and I'm, you know, trying to get their attention or talking to them and they aren't moving. And I'm looking, I'm like, are they, what are, what are you doing? And I look and face them and they're like, oh, and they take their AirPod out. I was like, are you kidding me? You had your AirPod in. That's why you couldn't hear me, you know? So like, right. And so like, you can't see that they're listening to music or whatever they, you think they think you think they're ignoring you. Right. And it's rude. So anyway, but, um, but with, and it is still rude just for a different reason. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But, um, no, the AirPods. So I borrowed some of my friends cause I love whenever I go running, I have to listen to music. Or yeah. if I'm running with someone, I need to talk. If I'm not listening to music, I have to have. I can't have silence. And so um, we need to do an episode on. We're supposed to do an episode on music at some point. Oh yeah, we're still going right. to do that. But yeah, go okay, ahead. okay. And so the AirPods are the volume and the just the noise cancellation is way better, at least than my headphones that I have, like with the cord. And you don't have to worry about the cord. It's just amazing. Like especially if okay. you're running or working out. Or sure. so. After my run, I would like go in the you know, weight room and then, you know, just doing burpees. Like I can't, I can't hold my phone and do a burpee and have the cord. You know what I'm saying? I have right. to take it off and not listen to my music. But right. with the AirPods, there's no cord. You can You're move free around. To do so. Yes. So anyway, there's my AirPod tangent. So there's my um, uh, advertisement. If, if AirPod wants to sponsor this podcast, that'd, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. Yeah. So anyway, talk you to us. Apple. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. No, AirPods it's um, you know what's always weird to me is when you go to the gym yeah. and you see someone with. Like the wireless beats. Oh, like yeah. The big, yeah, yeah. like over the ear beats. Oh, yeah. Well, those, yeah, those came out. Yeah, those are way before AirPods. This came yeah. out. Of, these ones, right? Yeah, like the ones over that are. Your like, head? Okay. Yeah. Which yeah. are like, like I have a pair um, that I love. And those it's, like, were kind of cool they came out. Yeah. yeah. It is, I, it's weird to me. Like, They're I can't imagine huge. doing it at the gym. No. Like, but some people, I mean, like, those guys are way bigger and stronger than I am. So yeah. they must be doing something right. But it's just <laughs> always weird seeing that because it seems like that would be a hindrance. But again, it's, I mean, it's like you're saying, it's wireless. So it's not that big of a deal. I think those. 
are good for weightlifting because you're not doing a ton of um movement well yeah like jumping around right. and running and bouncing up and down it's just you know weightlifting is is very um just like static movement and stationary right. and so but for running i'm like oh my gosh there's no way to have that big old thing on my head so anyway uh -huh. so that's why i'm like airpods are the best thing ever but anyway perfect. oh perfect and now that was, that was way off well and it, this is classic because now i can't remember why i started talking about <laughs> airpods in the first place um so uh, was I talking about technology? Oh God, this is bad. That's okay. right. We'll scrap that. We'll scrap it. Okay. But um, we're gonna we're gonna leave we're gonna leave, we're gonna leave it in. Someone we'll out there it. listening is like Deb. This is, is trying to like tell me right now. This is what you come on. Get to the point. This is what you're talking about. And of course, I can't remember because I'm getting old. That's okay. Okay. But we'll, so anyway. but we'll, but like if we go back to expectations though. Yes. So okay. what the whole podcast is about. Um, let's let's so for, let's for a second let's focus on um, should you really care about what should you have expect expectations yeah. for other people mm. and like how they view you you oh, know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah, yeah. because i think that's where we if you kind of get into a, a weird place like okay. maybe the entitlement comes in a little bit where yeah. it's like no i expect you to treat me this way or i expect you to right. um, reshare stuff that i i post or i expect you like i feel like that's that's where the expectations can become entitlement Right. And um, we look at like the NFL right now. I mean, how many times have you seen? We've talked about Antonio Brown quite a bit. Right. You have other guys that you know will not play right. because they use they're using that their um, um, not being on the field or their social media stuff as leverage to get either more money or get traded. Mm. Um, and you know, it's like, it might be a whole other podcast, but it's kind of a weird thing, right? It's like, well, you you have a contract and you said you're going to be here for X amount of years, but now you're deciding not to play because and kind of forcing the organiza organization's hand to get what you want. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, however you may feel about that, like there, from their perspective, there is this expectation, like I expect to get this much money, or I expect you to give me more money if you want me to do this. Mm. And it's it can become a weird thing. Like I think especially as that gets passed down to younger athletes, it's right. it's probably not beneficial. You know what I mean? Like you're expecting, like I expect to get the most playing time because right. I'm the best athlete. Yeah, but no. you, if you're not putting the work in, yeah. like why would you, like there's this, ex, like entitled, I guess it's entitlement. Twofold. Right, it's twofold. Like yeah. again, it's different than what you expect of yourself. You should mm -hmm. have high expectations for yourself, Yeah. but you should not expect anybody to give you anything just because Right. Just because. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's where it does become entitlement, I think. So mm -hmm. expectations for yourself versus expect I feel like it's getting very like convoluted and, and difficult to explain what we're what we're trying to communicate, but expectations well, for yourself versus expectations of how others should treat you yes. or what they should give you are yeah. two very different things. Right. So like how do you think I don't know, what do you think about that? That idea of expectations of how other people see you or treat you? I think, no, like that's perfect because, um, and like, again, this can go either, I mean, you can look at it in the sports world or you can just look at it in general, in general, because there are lots of examples that I can even think of in my head right now that have nothing to do with sports and just people in general mm -hmm. with expectations. So I just, I pulled up the definition of expectation just because I love doing this. Um, and there's two of them, a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future and a belief that someone will or should achieve something. Now, for the someone, for both of those, <laughs> I don't, will happen, should. The word should and will happen, mm -hmm. it, for that to be part of the title, it sucks because there there are no guarantees in life. Right. Ever. Right. And so, like you said, with having um, 
you know, for you to have an expectation of yourself, it's because you are, you can control that as a person, right? No matter whichever way you look at it, you can't, you cannot control another person. You can't, we're human. We have free will. This is America. Like you cannot control someone else and you can't expect them, expect someone else to do anything. Right. Um, now we can wish that they could do something, you know, like even for me as a teacher and a coach, um, and a trainer and what have you, I can, I, I mean, I do, I, you know, have expectations for my students, for my athletes, for my clients. However, mm-hmm. I can't, you know, I can't ruin my entire day if those expectations aren't met because at the end of the day, I cannot control them. I can do my job and do what I can to make sure that, um, you know, they're achieving the results and the goals that, they have set out to achieve Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day i can't expect it them to 100 percent do what i want them to do now i can wish it right and say okay here's the goal but um i just i think and i've run into many people um that do have expectations for others and when that expectation isn't met it almost almost completely derails them in terms of I can't believe they didn't they did this or I can't believe they didn't you know right. and and yeah there's things that are disappointing in life when people do don't do what you want them to do right or your expectations but at the end of the day it's like you can't that people have their own free will so right. you can't expect them to act a certain way towards you you can't expect them to behave a certain way just because that's what you want all you can do is expect things for yourself because only you can control you right yeah right and that's when you when you focus on the things that you can control i think you tend to have better outcomes but if your attention goes towards the things that you can't control yeah and you expect certain things to happen and they don't yeah like you said it does derail you right um and something i was just looking up you know while you're talking um that we didn't really mention, but there's also this aspect of a coach's expectation for their team, Mm -hmm. which is very different than an athlete's expectation for themselves or sometimes what an athlete expects to receive. As a coach, you do have to define your expectations for, you know, your season, for what you expect your team to accomplish, how you expect them to act on and off the field. Like I I do think it's really important for you to put those expectations out there. And I think it should be, something that's obtainable but lofty Mm. because you are preparing them to um you go to battle on the field but then you're preparing them for life off the field and so as a coach like if you have low expectations then your athletes will that's the ceiling you're you're making that the ceiling for your athletes and that's going to hinder them in the long run Mm -hmm. because if they only have to like with grades grades are a perfect example if your expectations as a coach Mm -hmm. is that you do the bare minimum which is, what is the bare minimum? Uh, 2.0. 2.0, still 2.0, okay. That's, I mean, coaches and teachers say all the time, that's very obtainable. Yeah. In yeah. my opinion, it's always been like, that's yeah. way too low, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. Yeah. But I also know there's a lot of coaches out there, it's like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. But for our team, yeah. that's not it. Like that, like with CIF, yeah. you're eligible. Yeah, right. <laughs> For right. my team, yeah. you may not be. Not. And right. what was that movie, Coach Carter? Remember that movie? Uh, yes. With Samuel L. Jackson, the yes. basketball team. Yeah. I forgot what he had a higher, um, like GPA threshold oh, than. Wow. Um, than the school. Than the school. The, yeah, yeah. And it's like, and then they didn't meet. They didn't meet that, so it's like, okay, we're not playing. Wow. And they had to hold out. It's, it's a really good movie. Wow. Um, but and I forgot. Like, it's a true. I think it's a true story. Yeah. And yeah, but. Yeah. 
that's something I think is really important. Like yeah. the expectations you set for your team, mm -hmm. like you, you can't just make it about the field. Cause like, I think sometimes you have coaches out there. It's like, okay, we have this low expectation of the classroom because right. the main emphasis is the field. Yeah. That's a problem. Mm. Like you're not teaching them anything. You're just teaching them. It's like, okay, right. do the bare minimum so you can get to the thing you really want. Right. You should be striving for excellence no matter what. And you should right. expect your excellence of yourself no matter what. And right. so I think if the coach sets a higher expectation of the team, as right. far as grades or behavior and all right. of that stuff, it sets the tone and it's going to, I think, benefit all of your athletes and, and their mentality moving forward. Right. And if not, then like I said, I think you're hindering them for life. It's not right. just that you're hindering them in high school. Right. Like in life, they're going to expect, oh, well, I'm an athlete, so I can get away with this. And I just have to do the bare minimum here because my talent, you know, overcomes the other stuff. Not always. Like mm -hmm. you have to, you have to have high expectations for your team, I think, mm -hmm. and, and make them reach for it and make them jump for it, you know, and make them push themselves to get to that expectation, yeah. you know, not just performance wise, but performance wise, but like I said, behavior and mm -hmm. academically, I think you need to do that mm -hmm. because it's only going to benefit them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, unfortunately, some people are going to be unwilling to jump to meet your expectations. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you can set up lofty goals without them being impossible. Mm -hmm. I'm sure some coaches out there or some people set such impossible standards where it's like, you're, just, you're gonna end up breaking your athletes mm -hmm. because it's impossible to reach these goals. Mm -hmm. You should, they should stretch stretch themselves to match or meet the goals, but not break themselves trying to get there. Mm, right. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. Well, yeah. and then just like, so there's, yeah. So there's two different examples of, I think, setting expe you know expectations of like you just, like Josh was just saying, there are expectations that as a coach you set for your athletes. Well, A, because A, one, that's your job and B, two, that's your, you know, responsibility just mm -hmm. as a coach to, like you said, teach them. Right. And um, because if you don't set those expectations, it, that's, that's a disservice right. that you are doing for your athletes is that you are basically, you know, telling them that, Hey, it's okay if you just do the bare minimum, because then how, you know, how is that going to help them outside of sport, you know, outside of the sport when they graduate, when they, you know, leave, um, the collegiate, you know, world, if, if they're playing sports in college, because the percentage went from high school to college to pro, that percentage goes way down in terms right. of you being able to make it. So while, you know, while you still have them and while you can still mold, you know, their minds and help shape them, it's important to have high expectations and to put that out there. So there's that one example for expectations. And then the other one was what I was talking about earlier in terms of, I guess, just uh, human to human in terms of how you expect others to respond to you or treat you and how that is different. And that's where entitlement comes in. Like you were saying with athletes, I think some athletes expect people or other athletes or coaches or parents or whoever to look at them a certain way and to right. treat them a certain way. Kind of like your example with, you know, the post, you right. know, post it, like, let's say they post something about, you know, they won an award or they did this play or whatever. And yeah, they or they, they're going to be going to a, a certain D1 college. Yeah. Yeah. And for and to expect people to praise them or whatnot, have you. And, and don't take me wrong, we all, that would be great. All of us would, you know, I think, yeah. I think everyone, almost everyone on this earth or whatever can agree that, you know, even without wanting to maybe verbally admit it, like, yeah, that's, that's amazing. I wish everyone would praise me, like, you know, yeah. hold, hold me up on a pedestal or whatever, just because like I said, we tend to be, you know, we're humans, so we tend sure. to be selfish. And I think everyone likes attention, whether they want to admit it or not. Right. So, but, so those are the two different, I think we just want to make sure we differentiate between the two different types of expectations that we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, we probably, we probably didn't do the best job when we started this off <laughs> no. because I think we were even trying to, 
kind of in our my own mind like formulate right the difference because it, like a little while ago i talked about this uh team talk that i did one time and the idea was responding versus reacting oh, okay and that was yeah. one of the most difficult talks i've ever given because it's the things are so closely related but in my mind i saw a very clear difference mm. same thing here it's like in our minds as we were talking about leading up to this it's like oh yeah it's very different and then we hop on the mic it's like mm, how? yeah how do we <laughs> what yeah but yeah. um yeah yeah no i think it, it's um it's very true. Like I think everybody, like you said, everybody wants that. And I think in a perfect world, we would everybody would be able to handle that type of fame or that type of recognition mm -hmm. really well. But yeah. it, it takes work. Like yeah, you have to be constantly sure. reminded. That's why you see so many people. Like you, they come from like humble beginnings, mm -hmm. and then they get some fame, some status, celebrities, and then all of a sudden they completely change. And you hear people say like, "Well, they were they didn't start off like this, right. but then you know that recognition can sometimes go to your head uh -huh. and then completely change who you are. Yep. You know, especially depending on when you receive that. And that's why I think sometimes with young. That's why I like with um, certain people, like athletes, um, like most notably, like someone like LeBron, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's been a celebrity since. Mm -hmm. Early high school, Early I think, school. maybe even before that, I can't yeah. remember. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Right. Was his prodigy. Yep. He's, I mean, he's basically been. He's like a like a child actor, right? Right. And you see how child actors can break yeah. sometimes because of the fame so early, right. so much yeah. uh, early on. And so for him to the way he's handled that, I mean, he's had. I think he's had a couple of missteps recently on certain things he's said, but for the most part, he stayed out of he's stayed out of the negative limelight. Yeah. You know, criticism has been made of how certain, you know, things he's done on the court. But for the most part, it's like he's an incredible player right. and does a lot of great things off the court for the yeah. community. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. And that's really impressive, the fact that he's been able to, to do that without getting wrapped up in his own hype. Right. And I think that's easy to do, especially with sports when a lot of that stuff, and it seems because of social media, it keeps getting younger and younger. Like we're seeing yeah. highlights on Sports Center of a Pee Wee football game because wow. of this kid, you know, a, a right. massive block mm -hmm. that he put on another kid. And it's like, I'll check Instagram every day. And it's like, oh yeah, here's another Pee Wee football game or yep. here's a, a, a youth baseball game yep. or a high school baseball game. You know what I mean? Even people here locally have been on Sports Center mm -hmm. because of stuff that's happened. Yep. Years ago, that would have never happened. No. It's like, yeah. just, that's mainly just the, the right. college and sports, right. or college and uh, professional sports. And so it's, yeah, it's just really crazy how quickly it can, like you had mentioned earlier, one tweet or one post on social media can go viral. Same thing with yeah. like one video of a play and all of a sudden you're getting all these, you know, yeah. all this attention for something you did as an athlete or a coach. It's pretty crazy. That is crazy. Um, something that, sorry, something I was looking oh. up while you were talking. So the Coach Carter thing, the movie. Yeah. Uh, he was saying they maintained, this is from Wikipedia, so take this with a grain of salt. Uh, <laughs> he, he wanted them to uh, maintain a 2.3, which is a C plus grade point average. So that point three is a big difference, though, yeah. um, over the average of your classes. Right. And he also had this expectation, and I forgot this part of the movie, but he wanted them to dress a certain way. He wanted them to sit in the front row of class. Mm -hmm. He wanted them to show up at every class. He wanted to treat um, people that they came in contact with uh, with respect, calling them ma'am, sir. So that's another level of expectation, mm -hmm. you know. And I don't know if there's coaches here that do that type of thing, but. I think that's really that's, that type of stuff is really important. Not saying you have to do those exact things, but having those types of expectations for your athletes mm -hmm. is huge because it, and it's teaching them, hey, I don't just care that you're an incredible athlete. Yeah. I need you to be more because yeah. if you if you can become more, then it's going to benefit you in life. So whether or not you make it to the next level yeah. or you ever get paid for mm -hmm. playing your sport, you're going to be able to get paid doing something else because yep. you have that kind of work ethic, that kind of respect, that mm -hmm. kind of um, attention to detail mm -hmm. that other people don't have. And other athletes at the end of their career may say, hey, I have a bunch of trophies, I have awards. But at the end of the day, like now I'm struggling because I don't have anything else and my whole mm -hmm. world is wrapped up in sports. But every, these other athletes that are focused on 
their whole, you know, the character, the honor, uh, integrity, um, how they treat people, Mm -hmm. you know, compassion. You're going to walk away with a lot more, but the same discipline you get from sports. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Totally. That's, uh, well, yeah, no, not to like, not to interrupt you. That was really, well, that was good just because just going back to have a coach having high expectations for their players, because if not, you're totally doing them a disservice. You're not showing them how to be an adult in life and you're pretty much telling them it's okay to have, you know, to behave this certain way or to do this and to, you know, especially if there are no consequences, which in, and we're talking, and right now I'm just kind of referring to the high school years. Sure. It's It's our main audience. Yeah. Right. It's super important to, for athletes, even students in general to have consequences for negative behavior. Mm Because that's that's what happens when you're in, you know when you're an adult and you're in the you know when you're in the real world you know it's like we try to tell we try to teach our students and our athletes you know just like um, you know when you get pulled over for speeding the cop is not going to care why you were speeding right. most of the time right you know and so that's and then there's nothing you can do about it there is no arguing against that yeah you can go to court and waste your time and sure. you know right 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 and so I just. Uh, yeah, so just having that those high expectations are super important, and you know, just I won't get into any, I won't get into it a ton. I'll just say like one last thing. Josh knows I can go on and on about this, but just as a teacher and a coach, just in today's world, um, it is super important to have the parents on board in terms of um, the 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 consequence for the negative action, and to have that backup. In terms of the parents saying like, yeah, you do, this is your consequence. You need to take it. Right. And so it's really, it makes it challenging for coaches and teachers these days. If, um, and in the, if the parent does not support that because then the student or the student athlete, you know, then it gets confusing. It gets confusing in terms of what they think should, you know, should or shouldn't happen and what they're entitled to do or not do. Right. That's, that's a great point. I think, um, you know, I, I had a conversation with a teacher not too long ago and they were talking about how they've dealt with parents mm-hmm. that will email them concerned in, in a, in a great, their hearts in the right place. They're concerned about their, their child's grade, you know, um, whether it's a middle school or a high school, they're concerned about what's happening and how their kids doing in the class. Mm-hmm. But when they see like whatever system you guys typically use as teachers where they, like the parents can see the grades. Yeah they'll like email like every, a couple times every week saying like, oh, why is my, you know, my kid, you know, why, why didn't they uh, get a better score here? Why didn't they get, well, and the teacher's like, well, because they're not, they're not doing the work. Yeah. They're not doing the work. Everybody else is. And that's, they're like, well, I heard this person got this score because they did the work. Like this is, this is a very simple answer. It's, it's not like, hey, um, you know, oh, I didn't realize I mismarked something that they did or there was a mistake. No, it's like simply like if you were sitting here in this classroom, mm-hmm. you would see, oh, they're not paying attention and they're not turning stuff in. It's very mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. But sometimes parents, um, and again, I think the heart's in the right place. Like they want their child to succeed. Mm-hmm. But where it becomes an issue, like you said, is when it's like we want them to succeed without any consequence for what they may or may not have done. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel super blessed, especially now. And I didn't get like I was I was never like a troublemaker. I never got into that many issues when I was in school. Minor things here and there, like helping <laughs> someone cheat on a test, like minor things, not character combine type Throwing stuff. Throwing kids in garbage cans. Josh was probably a big bully. No, in kindergarten, <laughs> in kindergarten I did push someone in the mud. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, 
Yeah, and the teacher, the teacher <laughs> actually, uh, the kid went to go complain, and and I was well a long time ago, but my mom tells the story, and they actually thought it was a different Josh because oh. well that was more known for doing the bullying type stuff, oh. and it's like yeah yeah it probably was him, oh. <laughs> but then uh, they found out no it was me, and then I got in trouble, but um, but the you know the cool thing is once a bully always a bully. <laughs> Oh, I'm not, I'm not even sure to say to that. Thanks, Deb. <laughs> I feel like I feel like she's trying to say something about this podcast <laughs> partnership. I'm not sure what it means, but I feel like that was uh, something she's been waiting to say. Am I a bully here? It's it's a long time coming. Dang. I'm just kidding. Go ahead, keep going. You know what? Our Snapchat's gonna get canceled. No, I already have the password. Oh, well, you know Dang. you can change. I'm gonna change it. <laughs> no, I'm gonna log on and change it myself. No, okay. no, um, but no, I, I feel. Um, really fortunate that again, like I wasn't, I didn't have major issues in high school, like very, very minor things here and there. But, um, like my parents, specifically my mom was never someone who, and you know, this as a teacher, Mm -hmm. she was never someone who was just automatically my kid can do no wrong. Mm -hmm. She's -hmm. like, I'll listen to everything. She's like, Mm -hmm. I'm biased towards my kid. It doesn't Mm -hmm. sound like something he'll do, but if he did it, like he's got to own up to his actions. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time again in elementary school, I did something, uh, I spit out a kid, and um, see, wants a bully. Yeah, it's that baseball <laughs> thing. Like my accurate was nice. I nailed him. Oh my god! And um, so she like took me back to the school that day. Oh. That night they were having some kind of event, and like she went to every classroom to find the principal. Oh my god! Because <laughs> the principal was going around to the classrooms visiting, uh-huh. and she's like, "What do you have to say?" And so she held me. My mom held me accountable. It wasn't like, yeah. "Hey." She's like, she heard my story. I told her the truth. And she's like, yeah, that wasn't justified. Like, there's no reason for you to spit that kid. No, yeah. But I feel fortunate now looking back that she always held us accountable. And it was never, mm-hmm. my child can do, because sometimes I think there's this, this thing where it's like, no, no, my child will never do that. Mm-hmm. No, sometimes your kid does. Mm-hmm. And they have to be held accountable. And it mm-hmm. can't always be that you run to their rescue saying they didn't do it. Now, sometimes there are situations where they may have been treated unfairly or unjustly, and they're being accused of something they didn't do. Mm-hmm. But if your first reaction is simply, there's no way they did that. And no matter what you say, no matter what proof you show me, yeah. it's going to set a bad precedent. You yeah. know what I mean? And especially, I think for athletes, it really sets a bad precedent. So yeah. maybe, well, maybe I'll have my mom on the podcast sometime. Yes. That'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yes. But, you know, I think that's been a beneficial mm-hmm. thing. And I think the same thing goes for parents or coaches. Like, mm-hmm. I think we've talked about before, athletes are the worst when it comes to just not only not wanting to accept the responsibility for their cons or their mm-hmm. actions and the consequences, but they want to make excuses. Mm-hmm. I, there's nothing that drives me more crazy than when someone, I've said this before, I've ranted about this before, when you have an athlete that wants to make an excuse for either a mistake on or off the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes like, no, you made a bad decision. Mm-hmm. End of story. Own you it. just got to own it, own it. Own it, wear it's, it, yep. And what people don't understand is it's the simplest way to get through it. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, let's yeah. just get past this. Like, you oh, messed yeah. up. Oh like, yeah, totally. Just own it. Well, well, and just like as a as a teacher, so I have firsthand experience, you know, my, with myself and my other coworkers. But just even in the classroom, like a kid, you know, behaviorally will do something, you know, um, that they weren't supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And as a teacher, to approach them and just say, "Hey, why did you do this?" Um, or you know, "Do we need to have a discussion about this?" It's it's a simple. All we want from them is a no. I'm sorry. It won't happen again. And then okay, we're cool. Right. But what we get sometimes is so much pushback, and they say, "I didn't do that." No. Right. And we're like, "What? I just saw you do. What are you talking about? You just right. I literally saw you just do right. that." And then they'll right. come back and make excuses, and pretty soon it's a back and forth thing. And then, and it's a okay. Now I need to call home. Now I need to get mom and dad involved because this is not. We aren't getting. 
it go, we're not getting anywhere. You still, you don't seem to, you know, be understanding what you did was wrong. And so, and so we try to teach them, Hey, all you need to do is own it because I think they're so either afraid to get in trouble or don't want to admit that what they did was like, Ooh, my bad. Right. Sometimes that like, literally that's all we want a kid to do is say, sorry, I was wrong. Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. We're good. Moving on. Right. And yeah. And yeah. Oh no! Well, no. I was just, and this is like another. Just going back, I want to backtrack to what you said about the parents emailing the, you know, the teachers. And I understand, you know, for middle a middle school age, like yeah, you kind of do need to speak for your kid because your kid's still learning to talk to adults. But by the time they're in high school, okay. Any parents listening to this? I'm just saying, just as a teacher, as a high school teacher, please, please, please have your kid practice talking to the adult themselves. Yeah. They need they need to know how to talk to adults. And and it's not all the time I I honestly don't get email a ton of emails from parents, but every yeah. once in a while I will and I will be as respectful as I can and email the parent back and say, "Hey, I always started off with I will have a conversation with your son or daughter about this mm-hmm. later in class today, but here's what they need to do and I'll follow it with um I will let your child know and right. so i'll go up to the child and you know i'll say hey like why you know don't you know you need to come talk to me Do, mm-hmm. like that i know that your parents trying to do their job and trying to make sure and as a parent that's very noble i'm not a parent myself but obviously i you know do have parents you know and so sure. for them to sure. to want to check on you know especially when they're minors and they're in high school i get it i totally get that yeah. you want to advocate for your kid yes, but you also absolutely. need to teach your kid to advocate for themselves, especially when they're all, when they're in high school, yep. they're about to be adults in a few years. Right. They need to know how to communicate and hold them. Start holding themselves accountable as well. Right. So for the as a parent, what you can do to hold them accountable is to make them be accountable for themselves and say, "Nope, you, you go talk to the teacher. You find right. out what you need." Right. Um, otherwise, because when you're an adult and you're in the real you're the real world, your parent can't call your work for you and say, "Hey, my so and my kid, my my 22 year old daughter is not feeling well and she can't come in yeah. to work today. Can you right. please excuse her?" No, like you can't. Right. So it translates. So. Yeah. Was well, it, it? Can you imagine if that's the way our relationships worked? So if yeah. um, you know my wife and I are having a, a conversation or an argument about something or a disagreement. <clears throat> And like, you know, uh, hold a second. I'm going to call my mom and dad and they're going to yeah. help us figure this thing out. It's Mm-mm. like, no, no, that's not, that's not how it's going to work. No. Or, well, if you and I, right? Like yeah. if we're, if we have a disagreement about, you know, what we should talk about or something that's going on with this podcast and you're like, Hey, my dad's going to call you um, to talk about <laughs> what we should uh, do. Okay. Why? What? Why are we doing yeah. this? Because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, no. Cause you're right. It's, it's not going to be like that forever. And yeah. so, yes, absolutely. And like I said, with my mom, she would she would fight to the death for any one of me or my or my siblings but it was not um unrealistic right. which is like no 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 i'll fight for you no right. matter what right. however, however part of me fighting for you means holding you accountable yes and if you mess up like you've got to own up to it uh-huh. and anything less is not going to be acceptable yeah. um you know i just wanted i just remembered so today is a monday we're it's a rare monday morning recording yeah. for us because we both have jobs and yeah. so we can't just record <laughs> we usually record at night yeah but um today's veterans day so shout out to all the veterans yes we appreciate thank you your for service um yeah we, just, we can't thank you enough i remember yeah. i was even talking to kevin bracy a little while ago and he was um i can't remember what event he was speaking at but we we're just talking on the phone and he's like man he's like he's like i just feel so humbled and honored to speak at this event he's like but i just don't feel worthy mm. either he's like and it has nothing to do with his his ability to speak because we all know he's a monster of a speaker right. but he's like how can i how can i give something back to people who have given everything 
And so that was just a cool um, conversation I had with Gracie. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, and I told him, I said, yeah. I, I, I can't imagine that pressure. I said, I know you're yeah. gonna kill it no matter what, but I right. mean, yeah. So we just have a lot of respect and admiration for everybody who's, um, who, who's, who's serving know, or out there sacrifice. Yeah. yeah, we appreciate you guys for Thank sure. Um, but so today, so yesterday was Sunday, so a big you know football day. Mm-hmm. The Titans uh, beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and it was a pretty. Uh, I think a lot of people were surprised by that outcome. But and I don't know if you saw this, but one of the Titans, Tennessee Titans, uh, offensive tackles, Taylor Lewan, um, kind of started trending for his post game interview. Mm-hmm. Because so this ESPN article says Titans OT Taylor Lewan falls on the sword in post game despite or rant despite win, and I'm like okay that's interesting because I'm like hmm. Lewan what's what's the deal here? Right. Uh, I'm not gonna read his rant. You guys can find it, but he's basically like he just started off his post game press conference. He's like, hey, let's just get this out of the way right now. He's like, I'm killing our team right now because of my penalties. He's like, I'm giving up way too many penalties. Wow. Da 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 da. And he just he just went on and on about how he's like I'm a like I'm a problem on this team right now. Wow. He's like. I've got to figure it out. He's like, there's no excuse for it. There's da da da. I mean, it's like, oh, wow. that's not what I was expecting. I couldn't figure I out why, why why he was ranting after a win. No. He's like, and I think he cost his team like 24, 25, 24 yards wow. for over three penalties. But it's like, oh, and everybody was saying the thing is like, okay, th- we respect that because you just said, wow. without anybody calling you out, yeah. you're like, hey, I'm just going to put this out here right now. Like, I am sucking right now at these penalties. I'm costing our team yardage. I'm costing them potential wins. He's like, I've got to figure it out. And I'm like, okay, that's really cool that you would do that in front of, again, a lot of people. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. when we can't, you know, we have people that can't uh, own up to something in front of their boss. Right. Or they can't own up to something in front of a teacher. Wow. This yeah. guy's like, hey, I have, you know, 30 cameras in front of me. Holy cow. Here we go. So I thought that was kind of a cool way to, again, he has a higher expectation of himself. Yeah. He has a higher expectation of what his role is on his team. And he's going to, he's going to let you guys know. He's like, hey, I can right. do better. Well, and what that is crazy. That's amazing because what um, I'll say this one last thought and then um, I know Josh and I kind of have to wrap it up for our next guest. But like the, just that alone is seriously what we try to teach our students. Like if you own it and wear it, that is the most if you say you want respect, because that's a lot of pushback we get from students and athletes, too, is you don't respect me. I'm like, well, you're not you're not owning anything. Right. That so owning owning your whatever it is and you're and having high expectations for yourself, that is probably you will get the most respect from so many people. Right. Maybe not from everyone, but like you can never get respect from everyone, but from so many people. And that's simply all you have to do. Right. You need to push your ego aside and say, hey, mm, this is what I need to work on. And so it's that simple. And some people yeah. just cannot do it. Right. <laughs> and it's and so rough. that's Right. And so that's why, um, you know, at the end of all of this, like, I think we've said a lot of things and hopefully this was all coherent and made sense. But yeah. Um, you know, as coaches, as parents and as athletes, hopefully, you know, you have, again, have high expectations of yourself. You don't have unrealistic expectations of how other people see you. And then as a coach or a parent, you're holding your athletes or your students or your, or your kids to, uh, like I said, lofty expectations that are obtainable, but challenge them and stretch them to become better people. And I think that's, that's the goal. And, and coaches, um, you know, we always say it like your responsibilities are bigger than what's done on the court and on the on the field. It's it's you want to develop great people, great human beings that are doing great things off the field as well that represent you on the field. And then when they leave, you don't have to be concerned about if they're making bad decisions, if they're doing the right thing. You just know they are because that's the expectation you have for the team. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, as always, I don't think we've said this for a little while, but we appreciate what you guys are doing and all of the hard work that you put into um, 
the sports that you coach. I know this is probably a really busy season right now because we have here in Sacramento, we have the football playoffs. I think this is this Friday will be the second round of the playoffs. Um, so good luck to everybody who's, who's yeah. competing this weekend. And then, um, and I think what basketball is probably basketball, wrestling, right. basketball scrimmages are starting like this soccer? weekend is soccer in the winter soccer, now. Yeah. Boys so or girls. Both. Oh, they're both in the yep, winter now. Both. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's just kind of a crazy, like once the school year starts, everything gets crazy, right? Because oh, yeah. one, one sport's getting ready to finish, but it's mm-hmm. in like the biggest part of the year with the playoffs. And then the next and one is starting. Just starting. <laughs> yeah, so, winter sports just started. Yeah. Yeah. So. so we know it's a lot for you guys and it's, and it's during the holiday season too. So, um, you know, yeah. we do have a, we're going to have some kind of like, we've always talked about how, um, you know, during the, during the certain practices or mm-hmm. during the season, you'll have these like really intense practices yeah. and then every once in a while you'll do something fun. I know Cass's baseball team, uh, they had a rain out, so they all went bowling with yeah. the softball team, I think last year. Yeah. Um, you've shared stuff about stuff that like Mary Jo has done mm-hmm. to kind of break up just the intensity of the season. Yeah. We're going to have, we're going to try to have some kind of fun episode that may yeah. not have anything any depth to do with sports at all whatever but we're because of the holiday season we're gonna try to do an episode like that so if you guys have any ideas of what we should talk about maybe it'll just be one long rabbit hole maybe (laughs) well let's call let's call it rabbit hole hole (laughs) just turn the mics on and just go get to hear our nonsense or not or not (laughs) maybe yeah that'd be terrible if it was a better episode than the ones that are planned that would be i don't don't want to think about that i would probably quit So, uh, anyways, Deb, where can they find us? You guys on can find media? you can find us on Twitter at Sports Character, um, Instagram at Character Combine, Facebook, LinkedIn, and I can finally say Snapchat. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I was not. I was wanting a drum roll there, but oh, okay, let's no do drum roll. Let's do the whole thing again. Okay, okay, um, I, and drum roll, please, oh, Deb. Where? Oh, okay, okay, Deb, where can they find us on oh, social God, media? This is going awful. We're going um, all the way back. Okay. Twitter at Sports Character, Instagram at Character Combine, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Snapchat. Boom. Boom. And what is the, is it at Sports Character? I think it's at Sports Character or at Character Combine. I can't remember. It's one of the two. Okay. Well, Um, I'll have it up and running hopefully by the next episode. Yes. And we'll we'll let everybody know and then we'll be, uh, we'll be good. Okay. So, okay. Thank you guys for uh, listening and we will see you next week. Remember tune in next week. we got the guys from hyper thrive athletics. It's gonna be a really good one. Um, three brothers in here that all own the business together. And there's gonna be five of us in the studio. It's gonna be madness, but love it. All right. Hopefully hopefully you'll be able to tell us apart our voices. Yes. Well, hopefully mine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. It's like, you imagine it's like dead sound like all three of those or all four of those guys. (laughs) See ya. Bye. <laughs>